how do you establish a centralized governance model, but resource it so that you can still fulfill the end goal? This is Content in Practice. Welcome to Content in Practice, the Content Governance Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Kylo. In each episode of Content in Practice, I speak with someone about how we do the work of content. Sometimes our conversations are about how content is practiced in a specific organization. Sometimes we talk about issues that are more general and are experienced by many of us in the world of content strategy. BC Hydro is a crown corporation that provides electricity to much of the Canadian province of British Columbia. The company's website is managed by the digital communications team, which is part of corporate and marketing communications. That team is led by Brandon Young. Chelsea Watt is the manager of digital content and social media. I sat down with him in a meeting room at BC Hydro's corporate offices in downtown Vancouver, and I started the conversation by asking them about the greatest challenge to creating content for bchydro.com. Chelsea said that the sheer volume and age of the content were big issues. For me, that would be the starting point, is just where do you even start? The volume is one thing. Uh, I think our, you know, historically, we didn't start from a place of like strong user experience focus or, or, or content strategy focus, and really just the website and how it was used mechanically. It was If an SME or an internal business group has a request, we put up content and uh, as a result, you know, over the years that continues and continues and grows. So um, it's really about now trying to reel it back and I think it, it, at times can make it a little bit more difficult than if we kind of just had started from a from a blank slate. Yeah, like our website was never designed, like it's not like we set out to do all the things that it's doing today. It's just kind of been a continual evolution of things we had to do and then over the years we've added things that we want to do and that we know that we should do but you're still working from a framework in some places where that went up because it's a regulatory document that we have to put up because we're a crown corporation that has to put up regulatory documents and now there's a thing called the internet so you can do that and then one day online account logins and functionality got added and it's just I think that's how a lot of the website has evolved is it started with we have to do a version of this so let's just do it it's not like you know a lot of other companies where you set out to what should our website have or what would people actually want to have on our website that's definitely not where we started so bc hydro's website was originally set up to be a place to post information without the same degree of strategy that would go into such a project today and at that time, each line of business had control and authority over their own sections of the website. But that led to an online experience that was inconsistent. Brandon and Chelsea and their team have been working over the years on a slow transformation of the website and how it's managed. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has been a slow evolution and a slow education of 
of what the benefits of working with our team specifically and coming with at it with a user-centered, more strategic content approach is starting with whether that's, you know, areas of the website that we control more directly and making some improvements there and, and building a bit of the analytics and the data that we can then take to maybe the first internal client that came that was really eager to try new stuff or is a really customer-facing group and that therefore is more inclined to think about user experience. Over the past few years, we've really worked to kind of build up those sections so that there's kind of that groundswell and there's kind of a strategy that people can see in place and kind of see that success. We're benefiting from the fact that everything else is going more digital too. So the internal clients that we're working with, even if you know their day-to-day life here isn't super digital, like they understand what our customers are expecting and what our audiences are expecting because it's what they expect when they leave the office with everyone else and they can start to understand the argument that we need to be moving closer to that. I mean, we're not perfect by any means and to build off what Chelsea said, we are still growing and I think still trying to build equity in the organization and um, establish like firmer governments than we ever had. I mean, certainly I'd say we're in a position where it is it's better than it's ever been before and we have enough confidence in our, in our stakeholders that we need as little data or um, evidence as, as ever to be able to get you know stakeholders and, and programs on board with, with our strategy. It is centralized for the most part. We do have a bit bits and pieces that you know we do have distributed authoring for specific programs, but it, it, in some cases it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think the challenge with us is that we do have very big customer segments, but then at the same time we do have dozens and dozens of mini mini clients or mini uh, customer cohorts that do have specific web needs and sometimes it actually does make more sense just to have a distributed model specifically for them the challenge for us in it currently is and it probably will continue to be is just how do you establish a centralized governance model but resource it so that you can still fulfill the end goal and and i think that's the problem we kind of are always faced against is that um, there's almost this insatiable amount of content and insatiable number of requests that we, we want to get to and even if we do a better job of intaking them all, um, we still run into the problem of, of can we do it and do we, can we deliver it in a way that we have enough energy and time for, yeah. for all of them. And I think what we've seen a lot of success with is kind of taking discrete pieces or taking whether that's a section of the website or you know all of the content related to a particular topic and really centralizing a project to kind of tackle that area and working really closely and really bringing the stakeholders along within that group so that they understand the strategy. And then from there, from a governance standpoint, we move back to like our regular, you know, web updates and maintenance processes where they just make a request, but there's still a little bit of oversight um, from our team where, you know, if they're requesting things that aren't the strategy that we just spent a couple of months putting together then it's kind of going back but it is a little bit of you know getting them getting stuff fixed in kind of big pieces as part of a project or as part of an initiative and then once it's in a good place as Brandon said like kind of trusting the stakeholders to stick to what we agreed to and from a resourcing standpoint kind of scaling back to just a little bit of oversight to make sure we're not going to end up in the same spot we were two years later. Yeah, in a perfect world, you know, everyone is kind of drinking the Kool-Aid and, and understands the strategy and, and why we should shift the way we're, we're kind of preaching. 
but I mean, I think it's going to take a little bit more time to get there. But it's, it's, I mean, we've seen change already, so. For sure. Like, I think in a perfect world, like, kind of just like dominoes, we would do a project individually with kind of each group or each section, like one after another, so that the end result would be everything's in a great place. And then maybe you have to start over with the first one again. But I think there's just some areas that whether they're a super niche audience or it's just everything in that site has to be posted for a regulatory reason or whatever, that we're probably just never going to prioritize them because by the time we would have capacity to deal with that, the higher priority ones could probably use another look or there's a new initiative or a new functionality that we need to tackle. So I think there's always going to be sections and, and content that from a governance standpoint, we just don't govern them. But the big pieces for sure we're getting there. You know, historically, the team in Inception really was the traditional just web updates and take direction from whoever the, uh, the subject matter expert is that's delivering the, the request to begin with to um, to now where we'd like to position ourselves as a field of expertise that can provide the right strategy, whether it be web-based or whether it be um, a different channel altogether. If it's in the digital space, let us look at your challenge and provide our recommendations based on the mix of channels that we operate and give you that advice or, or counsel really. And it hasn't always been easy, like it's been t tough. I think a lot of business groups have been really receptive and you're offering to help for the most part. So it's, it's, it's a pretty good message, but you do get like people that are often set in their ways and it's, it's, it's a bit of a change of management exercise to, to say we, we actually should take a few steps back and maybe the defined solution of Posting a PDF, for example, isn't the best way to deliver this message or tackle the problem, and maybe it isn't on the website at all. I think, you know, there's a few things that come to mind of how we've been able to do that, and it's a work in progress. We're still working on it, and it'll probably never be done, but outside help has is, is always been a useful, I guess, change agent for that. Your firm's help is has always, I think, helps supplying our recommendations and data. And as a data-driven organization, that more than anything, I, I helped uh, reinforce strategy, especially in something as nebulous as like web content. So research and data that validates the recommendations or why we're recommending what we do. We can't win everything overnight. Let's take things slow. And even if it means conceding some things in the short term to get people on board and, and receptive of the change, that's okay. And it's it's being okay with not everything's going to be perfect, but that's okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a process. And as long as we're progressing, that's a win. The difficult, not difficult, but the challenging um, governance related requests, I want to do it this way. I think we should do this are actually kind of, for the most part, uh, an unsatiated ask for really content marketing so I do think what we've been able to do is have regular we have a regular weekly um, Monday meeting to review content we have a regular monthly meeting for long-term content planning and to integrate the broader groups again specifically the ones that are generally have most events or things that are happening that would have previously kind of fallen into evergreen content I want to update my page or section when maybe that's actually just better as an Instagram post or something like that. We're able to catch a lot more of those requests and actually plan them in a way that makes way more sense, the right channel, the right fit. Um, and by virtue is actually reduce the number of kind of rogue requests for, um, for page updates that are outside of the strategy or the, the project completion plan as, as Chelsea mentioned. 
where it starts a lot of time is still that like very tactical relationship. This program's ending or we need to update this page or the language here is out of date. And I think where our team has gotten really good is transitioning those into opportunities to deliver more of that value that Brandon spoke about. Actually, I think this could make a really good story or we just redid this section in a new way that I think could really be effective for this or introduce you know, new functionality on a different page. We'd actually like to recommend that you try this out or have you looked at the search data for your page or whatever it is. So not necessarily reaching out to every client group across the company to kind of set down a meeting and try and pitch a new relationship. But when they're coming to us with that kind of very tactical, you know, long-standing stuff, taking that opportunity to demonstrate some of that value. And then when we do that, I think it's really leaning on the stuff that Brandon spoke about. So for smaller requests, maybe it is just some data like, hey, we actually took a look at the traffic for this page and we think that we should make this change. If it's a bigger thing, like sitting down with them and saying like, I think it's really time we looked at this section as a whole, like, the content's completely outdated, let's talk. The shift in how Brandon and Chelsea's teams approach the governance of content has corresponded to a shift in the kind of content that's being created. BC Hydro doesn't have a problem getting customers. As a crown corporation, it has an effective monopoly. So the BC Hydro website has a much different purpose than another company's might. While most customers are visiting bchydro.com to check their account balance and pay their bill, BC Hydro is taking the opportunity to deliver much more for those customers who are interested in energy conservation. But we have, you know, smart meters have some great tools now available to them to be able to, to look at their energy use in a way that they never were able to before, you know, down to an hour, um, can see and historically compare that information and really look at trends and look at how you know new products or new electronics that they purchased have affected their energy use. So from a, a value perspective, we certainly offer a lot more and I think everything else on the site is really trying to support that, you know, whether it be helping them with conservation efforts, uh, promoting some of the rebates available to, to customers often throughout the year. And, and then a lot of our content and content marketing is really based around behavioral stuff and, and, and promoting programs that help our customers too. It's a little bit of future proofing in a way. Part of the reason we need to be more like that is because that's what people expect. And yes, like if you look at our demographics of our customer base, maybe that's not what they expect now because we're BC Hydro and boring. And you can certainly tell like more people still call the call center to move their account, even though you can move it online. But they're not always gonna be our customers. Like the people that are 19, 20 now that live at home, or maybe they just have their first apartment, that sort of stuff. Every year, more of those people become our customers. So I think it's a little bit of future-proofing now. Like, I think we've seen how difficult it is in the organization to change something that hasn't been changed in 20 years. So I kind of feel like we're putting in the work now that 10 years from now, someone's actually gonna say, this is absolutely mandatory, we have to do this because we've seen that on a number of other things outside of digital that suddenly it feels like the company realizes we need to do something. So I feel like that's what we're doing with the content is moving towards where we're gonna need to be. We've had marketing programs for, for years and years and years. Predominantly, like our focus has been PowerSmart and that's conservation. So I was coming up on 30 year anniversary and there's often you know been rebates and market transformation with regards to Energy Star products. So at the core of it, like that's really where our efforts are rooted in. That stuff aside, how do we 
provide useful information to our customers on how they can manage their bills, you know, stuff that's valuable to them to, to help reduce their electricity use or help with any questions they have related to our business. I mean, at the end of the day, electricity powers a lot of stuff and you'd be surprised how many topics indirectly relate to us. And I think for us, it's really been about how do we talk about these things just in a way that relates to the average person and how can we deliver our messages that aren't really ours, but that are interesting and that relevant to them. I mean, it sounds simple, but it that in itself was, was the, has been the battle and we don't need to talk in corporate program speak to relate to people and, and we don't have to hit the direct way of the message to, to deliver it. It can be an indirect way. When I started on the digital team, our social media channels were entirely energy conservation focused. They were actually called PowerSmart BC or PowerSmart. They weren't called BC Hydro. I always call it the fluffy bunny. Like everyone's always happy to hear about it. It's a space that we own too. Like the benefit of being kind of that crown corporation, the only ones talking about it. It's like, we're the only ones expected to talk about it. And like, we're the only ones customers expect to hear that from, right? Like if you're, you know, looking at recipes or something like, yes, you, you know, William Sonoma or someone might do content marketing on that, but you could also get it from a million other places. Whereas when it comes to energy conservation, people don't expect to get it from anyone that us. So that's always been our foot in the door. And we were able to just over the years, we've been able to push it more and more towards actual content marketing where it's less about promoting the programs or the rebates or whatever it is and more just about delivering like really interesting engaging content and then as that really started to deliver on you know helping our campaign success helping reputation like whatever it is i think we've slowly been able to take that approach out of conservation and apply it to some of the other stuff we want to talk about in the winter, like outages and storms and power line safety, again, no one expects to hear that from any other organization in the province, but they're also not super keen to hear it from us. It doesn't affect their pocketbook. It's not gonna save them any money at the holidays, but we've been able to kind of take those learnings and take that approach and deliver some of that safety stuff in a way that people might actually listen to it, which has been really important. And then because we have all of this attention from people listening to us on conservation, we've been able to sneak in some other stuff that, as Brandon said, is not really ours to talk about, but we know people are interested in. And then if they know that we're gonna deliver that, then they keep coming back. Having that energy conservation space has been huge. And as BC Hydro and its digital team become more mature in the practice of content, there's a shift in the content roles that employees need to play. It's been really interesting. I think not just like staffing up, but I think also like how we distribute the resourcing and succession planning. Um, so we like there's one role on my team, which is digital content and social media that previously was kind of in the mix with a whole bunch of different things in terms of sometimes it was social stuff, sometimes it was videos, sometimes it was web updates, sometimes it was communication strategy and planning. Um, and then there'd be a change in, in that. And now that role is pretty much 100% like content strategy. And that's that's definitely been a shift we made when, that we saw the opportunity to, to dedicate that resource to that work. And it's been super helpful. And I think taking on a lot of um, kind of the enterprise like content strategy stuff that's like the bigger pieces like whether it's mobile or anything like that 
Um, but yeah, the other one for me is just succession planning. Like we've just had, um, we, we have a mix kind of on the team of like people who've been here a long time and have tons of knowledge and like, you know, about what we've done before, what's worked in the past, systems, clients, everything. And then we actually have like quite a strong contingent of people who've been here, you know, two years or less. Um, and there's on the web content side specifically, we've had some changes and it's it's been a challenge to resource that in some aspects, but it's also been a really good opportunity to kind of have all these standards and all this governance in place that I can just sort of hand to some of the new people and be like, this is how we do this. You know, our newsletters, our channel growth has all been based around delivering stuff that people care about that's interesting to them. So we get that instant validation and can show through results that it works. So that's the kind of internal cell. And then for us, I think we have a bunch of people on the team that want to do that. It's, it's, it's way more fun, to be honest, like that are passionate about it and, and see the the creative challenges and, and how we can talk about these subjects in a way that's interesting and fun. So I think good news is it, it makes it a really fun work environment to try to be thinking like a media organization to some degree, like you said. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a huddle every single morning where we talk about talk about trends, talk about things that happen and how and if they relate to us at all and what we can do to, to reference it. And that's probably the most fun I have every day, that 10 minutes that we talk about what happened the night before. Honestly, like, so I've worked in the team, I guess, like eight years now, and I wouldn't think that I could still find new things to say about electrical heating in the winter, but, you know, I, I still do. We still put them in the newsletters every year, and every year, they're still the top stories. So I, I, I just give the people what they want now. They want electrical heating stories, so that's what they get from me. Slippers and whatnot, I don't know. You've been listening to Content in Practice. This episode was produced by Kathy Wagner and me. Thanks to Brandon Young and Chelsea Watt from BC Hydro. Our theme music is by Lee Rosevier. This podcast is presented by Content Strategy Incorporated, a consultancy focused exclusively on content strategy. Find us online at contentstrategyinc.com. Thanks for listening to Content in Practice. I'm Blaine Kyla. <laughs>